Hello, and welcome to the How to Get an Analytics Job podcast. My name is John David Arianson, and I'm your host. I'm what you would call a practicing professor. I have years of experience consulting in the analytics industry, and I have years of experience teaching analytics in the classroom at Greensboro College. This podcast is an ecosystem that I developed for my students so that they could get world-class career advice from leading analytics experts. To date, my students have got to ask questions directly to analysts and data scientists from Amazon, Apple, and Google. They've even got to talk directly to CEOs, CMOs, and presidents of companies who have been former clients of mine to get insights on how senior managers use data to drive their business decisions. If you're interested in becoming one of my students, check the links in the description down below. I'm currently offering two programs. One is a one-month career services program, and the other is an analytics apprenticeship program associated with Greensboro College. In both of those programs, we take a three-tiered hybrid approach. So you'll have access to pre-recorded asynchronous lectures, live group lectures in a cohort setting, and one-on-one coaching with experts in the analytics space. On average, our students are gaining about a $16,000 pay increase going through the program. On the high end, we've actually helped someone achieve a $54,000 pay increase. This means that on average, our students are recouping their investment between one to two months of landing their job. So if you're ready to take your career to the next level, click the links in the description and apply for our program. I would love to get to work with you. With all that being said, I hope you enjoy this podcast episode. Hello and welcome to the How to Get an Analytics Job podcast. In this podcast, we talk to experts in and around the analytics industry. One week, we may talk to a data scientist from a FANG tech company. Then the next week, we may talk to a data engineer or business analyst, or even I may pull one of my consulting clients so you get to hear from an executive on how they use data to drive business decisions day in and day out. My name is John David Arianson, and I'm the founder of Silvertone Analytics, which is a boutique consulting agency that focuses on analytics for medium to small-sized businesses. I'm also a professor at Greensboro College, where I teach analytics. Most recently, I have founded the Greensboro College Analytics Apprenticeship Program, which melds these two job functions together. This is your opportunity to work directly with me and one of my clients. The Greensboro College Analytics Apprenticeship Program is a three-month program. In the first month, you're going to be completing the Analytics Foundation Certification backed by Greensboro College. Then in month two, you're going to be taking that knowledge base that you developed in month one and applying it out in the field where you're going to be working with one of my client's executive teams, where you're going to be solving a business problem using data and analytics tools. Then in the third month, we're going to bring it all together with a full month of career services. Now, this is going to be quite a bit different than the typical career services at a university or a college. Here, I'm going to help you build a professional brand around where you are as an analyst. So in the first month, you have worked with a ton of different data sets. We're going to take the data sets that really resonate with you to help you hone in on your ideal entry-level job. We're going to build a Tableau public portfolio around that area of expertise. We're going to razor focus your resume and LinkedIn. And I'm also going to coach you on how to talk about yourself in an interview setting. So if you're ready to break into the analytics space, 
head over to learn.silvertoneanalytics/apprenticeship. And there you can learn more about the program, and if you're interested, you can apply. With all that being said, let's start the podcast episode. But if you think of it more holistically from a signaling standpoint, you're sending two signals. You want me, and I want you. Okay, It takes two parties to make an exchange. Mm -hmm. And so if you send those two signals, you're making that exchange easier for the employer to make. You want me, I'm qualified, I've got these skills, and I want you. You're not just one of a hundred places that I'm applying to. I've done your company research, I've thought of some questions, I've found a place where I can fit in your company and add value from day one. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking with Dr. Hall here about his seven years of experience conducting mock interviews with his students at High Point University. So, Dr. Hall, tell us what's what's a, kind of a highlight reel. What's what's going on with this whole process? Sure. Uh, so, I work at, under the Phillips School of Business, and our mission is to prepare students to become tomorrow's business professionals. And one of our mottos is placement. 100% placement, it's everyone's business. And so all of the full-time faculty since 2013 have interviewed about four to five uh, students for their mock interviews every semester. And so I've interviewed about 10 students every year for the past seven years. And what they do is they take on the full character of looking for a job. I take on the character of the potential employer. They send me a professionally written email along with their resume and cover letter. And then I review those materials using a rubric. And then they come into my office and we do the actual mock interview. And then afterwards I go over uh, what went well, um, how they presented themselves, you know, would they even gotten the interview, and then how they could improve uh, the interview itself as well as the follow through. So are there any common mistakes that you're seeing? So wait, I guess let's back up before we get into that. So you've done 70 mock interviews at this point? Yes. Wow. That's, that's a pretty big use case right there. Like you've seen probably some trends develop. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Uh, so you want to know the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, well, <laughs> all of our High Point University students are extraordinary, okay? And they definitely are by the time they graduate. It's just that... This is an unfamiliar environment for someone in their early 20s. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of them can come into it not exactly prepared. And so they either would not read all the rubrics and then they would not know what the expectations were of being successful. Or they would do really good in the interview, but they would not have gotten the interview because of the negative signals that their application materials would send. So it's very rare that, like, um, a student doing a mock interview will get everything right. There's always something to do. And this is why mock interviews are so important is because there are learning opportunities that you want to learn in a safe environment, not when it really counts. Really? I feel like I learn by trial by fire. (laughs) Well, you don't know how many trials you're going to get, so... And, and when you're on the uh, job market, you want to have as many positive trials as you can to give yourself the best alternative. Right. I, I realize I'm probably the exception to the rule because that's, 
that's how I learned or how I launched my consulting agency is I just turned my internship mm-hmm. into my first consulting client and then just kind of pitch clients mm-hmm. over and over and over again. So I've got quite a bit of experience on that. But to relate it kind of back to my world in Greensboro College, we're starting to do a kind of a new little, I guess it would be an exercise where we'll go over a business case study and then I'll pull one of the students into, I'll pull a chair up to the front of the room and call it the hot seat. And we'll have them go through and explain this as if they were talking or asked about this in an interview. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, I'm seeing quite a few things right off the bat. And I will say this, I only have seven students in my cohort right now, so it's a much smaller use case than, than what you're dealing with. But the number one thing I'm seeing is that students are kind of uncomfortable tuning their own horn. So they, they don't want to talk positively about themselves because they feel like they're gloating or they're being boastful. Mm-hmm. And I think that there is a fine line between that. So yeah. you can go too far and kind of look like an idiot because, hey, listen, you're a student. You haven't done any like real huge wins in your career. Mm-hmm. So saying, like, I am going to turn this company around as an entry-level analyst is a little bit too far. But that being said, saying positive things about yourself is not going to, I don't know, come off as arrogant. Oh, definitely. You want to be confident. Okay. Mm -hmm. You don't want to come off as arrogant, though, either. Everything, there's a balance, as as we like to say in economics. Uh, I think it's good that you're putting your students in the hot seat. And part of the, the challenge with the mock interviews is that if they haven't had an internship before, this is like the first time that they were in the hot seat. Right. And so they are getting a trial by fire. It's just they're not going to have any third degree burns from it. So, <laughs> so you've got, um, you got this situation where they have to talk about themselves and sell themselves for the first time. And that feels very awkward. And that awkwardness shows. And so practicing makes perfect. And there's a lot of things to think about. And so what I do during the debriefing is I try to simplify it to signaling. And I just say, all right, here's these rubrics that we've distributed you. There's like 16 things that we grade you on. Mm. And that's just for your cover letter. And we do that for your resume and the mock interview. And then we even go through when we do your LinkedIn um, profile checklist. And that's a lot to keep up with. But if you think of it more holistically from a signaling standpoint, you're sending two signals. You want me, and I want you. Okay? It takes two parties to make an exchange. Mm-hmm. And so if you send those two signals, you're making that exchange easier for the employer to make. You want me, I'm qualified, I've got these skills, and I want you. You're not just one of a hundred places that I'm applying to. I've done your company research, I've thought of some questions, I've found a place where I can fit in your company and add value from day one. And if you think about those two things, all the details can kind of just wash away. So you just think of like, mm. I want you and you want me. And if you can send like both of those signals on that final question, do you have any questions for us? Most students in the mock interview, this is where they fail. Okay. <laughs> they are so terrified of doing the mock interview that they just want to get the thing over with. And this is so eight times out of 10, they say no. But this is your last opportunity to leave a lasting impression. And so if you can come up with a question that sends the signal, you want me and I want you, then you are golden. 
That's pretty powerful. I'm still digesting that. Do you have any examples, by the way? Okay, so let's say I want to work for Silvertone Analytics. Mm-hmm. Okay, you could say um, I've already got my Tableau Desktop Specialist certification. Do you have any more training opportunities um, during this internship? And that's fascinating. So that does multiple things there. Yeah. So it, it shows that. I've already done the work mm-hmm. and I've already made myself valuable to you and you're seeing Silvertone, so Silvertone is my company, as a conduit to kind of further grow. So basically you guys would be growing together. So you're kind of like, mm-hmm. instead of it being adversarial of, you know, what's in it for me, what can I get out of you or vice versa? It's mm-hmm. like you guys have come to the same side of the table and you're and you're working together. Yeah, and, and and that's not even like the best question you can send. Like I was just put on the spot there. Yeah. But the idea <laughs> is that I would have done more research about your company. Okay. And I would say something like, okay, I saw that you worked with Wrangler Jeans. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a way that I can get my hands on some of that data? Because I'd really like to train myself in Power BI because I've had some experience with, with Tableau, but I can see a lot of other consulting companies are also working with Power BI because that's what their clients are using because they're with Microsoft. And so you can show that you've really done your homework and that you've already got some skills that you're interested in leveraging that's going to give you um, more opportunities to grow in the company. Awesome. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that podcast episode. And I thank you so much for being on. I mean, yeah, I feel like fun. 70 mock interviews is just a wealth of knowledge. So feel free to reach out to Dr. Hall on LinkedIn or leave a comment on this video because you actually watch all of our videos and leave comments. I'm a fan. So don't forget to subscribe and ring the bell if you want notifications from our podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I'm curious, were there any valuable insights or lessons that you learned? One thing that could hugely help us out is if you just took 30 seconds and left us a review with a little blurb about what you learned. Thank you so much for your time and attention, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Hey, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I'm curious, were there any valuable insights or lessons that you learned? One thing that could hugely help us out is if you just took 30 seconds and left us a review with a little blurb about what you learned. Thank you so much for your time and attention, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day.